table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404 is the number to call in with your thoughts, comments, questions about uh, what we're going to discuss today in the world of sports. And as we always do, how it relates to everyday life, in particular, Black Lives Matter, injustice. And again, need for empathy and accountability is uh, all we're going to discuss. Uh, when it comes to NFL, uh, NBA is back, per se. <laughs> Everything's back, per se. <laughs> per se. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> uh, look, UFC. Some people, uh, guess third time is a charm. <laughs> Major League Baseball, per se. <laughs> And uh, NASCAR, and that's where we'll start. We'll start first with NASCAR. Right here in Atlanta, Georgia, they had the quick trip, Foles, and um, it started off with uh, the president of NASCAR making a statement about Black Lives Matter, even having uh, about a minute of a moment of silence, and then the drivers proceeded to take off led by Jimmy Johnson because he's retiring at the end of the season as a full-time driver. He could possibly still drive again here and there, much like Jeff Gordon did when one of the teammates was uh, either either injured or suspended or whatever takes place. And then he stepped in and drove for a little time. But this is it for Jimmy Johnson as a full-time driver. I'm sure every booth and NASCAR is waiting for him to come up and begin don't, talking. Don't, don't, don't call our boy Dustin. He <laughs> <laughs> can't stay in JJ. <laughs> because he, he is on Mount Rushmore. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. tied for the hallowed ground of most uh, is, is gonna, Series Cups championships. Is he going to get one this year? Is this your boy? Is your boy going to get one this year? <laughs> I'm giving him the same smoke. No, I told you. you he's done. You I said done. never. I said never. Never? Okay, you never. said no. Okay. I said never. I, it's the same. I'm well, being consistent. Well, he finished seventh. Yeah. I'm, I'm being consistent that I did with um, Serena and Tiger. Yeah, I was consistent. You had a top five last week. You had a top five, yeah. You finished seventh, so seventh, top ten yeah. this week. So but he, he, one I'm of the tracks, he loved, it is, and one of the tracks is here in uh, Atlanta, down in uh, Hampton, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, 
that, you know, is, has been fairly good to him. Um, first, we got to congratulate the winner, Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. He, that was his third time winning mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and that's his second win of the year. And I want to say he's now full, ooh, I knew I was going to forget, 40, 48 points ahead of Logano in the uh, in the standings, if I if I'm correct, I, it's it's a, a large margin, and I want to say it's 48 that he's up on uh, Logano uh, coming in second place. Um, hometown Chase Elliott did okay. Yeah, uh, he was looking to win his uh, second of three races. Uh, he had a chance uh, the following week at Bristol. And ended up wrecking, well, little, um, little minor fender bender. You are wreck. correct. Forty-eight points. Forty-eight points ahead of Logano. Logano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chase had a good showing uh, last week mm-hmm. at Bristol. Had a chance to go for two in a row, came up short, which allowed uh, Keselowski. Well, he to had win. to wreck. He had to wreck yeah. last week. But, but we, coming home, you we were looking for him to do fairly well. Well. Outside of Harvick, Joe Gibb Racing had a wonderful weekend. Second and third with. Uh, Top. Cal, who, wait a minute. Yeah, Cal was second. Martin Truex Jr. was third. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, somebody else was top 20, I want to say. I want to say he uh, had. Yeah, three top tens. I mean, three three top fives and like four top ten. I forget the fourth driver. <laughs> he ain't had that much. Okay. Joe Gibbs racing, baby. <laughs> he had like five you know, drivers placed. I know it, it was two or three was um, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. But I thought he only. I thought the third racer in that was a uh, top twenty. Let's go to the Twitter feed. Let's we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta go look for. Him. <laughs> you ain't gotta look for. Him. Let's go to the Twitter feed. What did he finish at? You be putting out bad information. No, I don't know don't. what you did. Joe Gibbs racing, baby. I don't see it. Who did he have, Tyler? Harvick, Keselowski, Hamlin was, Kyle Busch, Elliott. No good. No good. That's, <laughs> that's not good either. <laughs> you don't want to trust the information. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can put anything out there. I don't trust y'all. <laughs> you don't trust. <laughs> you know, Joe Good Racer had three, three out of the top five, and I want to say four out of the top ten. I just. All right, I, I, begrudgingly, I will. You don't want to give Joe Gibbs. You don't want to give Joe Gibbs props. I get it. You know what I mean? It's the Chicago in you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Chicago in you. I understand. Oh, Denny Hamlin was fifth. Okay, Denny Hamlin was fifth. That was the top five. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. You re- okay? You welcome. You got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hate when you keep it. <laughs> Try and turn it back on me. <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Hamlet was the fifth one in that. Okay. I I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting going forward because they got to turn around and be ready Wednesday for... Now that you didn't confuse me with the whole um, Joe Gibbs thing. Um, where are they coming up? Martinsville. Coming? Martinsville, right. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't know how that weather is going to be with crystal ball right. floating down in the Gulf. So I mean, but it should be it should be okay when it comes. Well, a few days out. Speaking of weather here in Atlanta, 
Sunday, it was very humid because normally this race would be run uh, last weekend in February or mm-hmm. 1st of March, yeah. which is a little bit cooler yeah. Yeah. here in Atlanta, which it seemed like that might have been one of the reasons that caused um, Bubba Wallace to uh, kind of pass out there. Uh, they said that they treated him in the infield and he was okay, but I'm pretty sure they took him to local hospital yeah. here in Atlanta. Make sure he was okay before they, they let him leave the Atlanta area, but it was live on TV that he was conducting an interview and you could tell the reporters like, okay, you're not okay because she was asking him how he felt about the other racers having a moment of silence, the president of he NASCAR. Was, he was fading in He was fading, yeah, and you could see him like, and she's like, okay, you're not okay. And one of his uh, crew chiefs came up behind him, kind of grabbed him, make sure he didn't fall, he over. Didn't fall over. Right. It, so hopefully, just you know, a mild heat stroke yeah, or something. Just, just dehydrated. Dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he said that he was okay today. But that did play a, a role in how they raced on Sunday, because it's warmer, there's more tread on the tires and yeah. everything. You, you race differently on a track when it's cold as when it's warm. And once um, Harvick took the end, took the um, the lead down the stretch, that was pretty much it. Uh, I think Martin Truex Jr. won stage two, I want to say. So, of course, finishing third, he was around the top five as the rest of Joe Gibbs racing. I give you props. The rest of Joe Gibbs racing was doing well. <laughs> I got you know, to keep up with my badges. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, after that, you know, it was all – Kevin Harvick at that point, which seems like he's setting himself up now. Of course, you win, you're in as far as the playoffs is concerned. And so he's already solidified himself, but it seems like his team is starting to put it together quicker than the other teams and the other the drivers are. And I mean, that'll go well when you're racing now instead of having basically a full week or, you know, six yeah. days, you having like three or four days to prepare so they can get all of these races in. Yeah. I, um, I just wonder how this plays out. Um, you know, like in anything, do you have you do you peak too early? You know, and so once you get into the playoffs... Um, Everything resets to zero. Resets again to zero, and so, you know, you, you are hot. Mm-hmm. Can you can you you know can that momentum? Yeah, and then right. also can things break for you, right? You know, you avoid an accident here. Um, the car does we you know what it needs to do here, but you know, two weeks from now, everything that was going right can can go wrong for you. So, um, but that's the reason why I, say, I was saying last week. I think you'll have good racing and you'll have drivers being um, more aggressive because there is no time to feel things out. You know. You either got to go it's ahead. instincts. Yeah. Gotta, for, for a lot of well, it. Well, you got to hit it, too. You know, you got to <laughs> go ahead and take your chances now because you just don't know, you know, to your point, you ride, you, you're driving on tracks now at a different part of the season, weather-wise. So, you know, maybe you were used to driving the Atlanta Motor Speedway February, March, and, you know, you were accustomed, but now you're hitting all these tracks in the heat of the summer. And so, you know, it's just, it's just going to be how each – and to say how how each crew adjusts and and, and, and gets the clicking right. together, but can you again? Can you um, can you peak too soon? So, but we'll see. We see your boy JJ, but and, <laughs> and, and some people, but some people like JJ. They seem to be racing well, and things haven't fallen for them. But they're racing well. well. They right. you know, top five finishes, top ten finishes, you know. And so, 
those are the kind of drivers that I'm I would be more worried about maybe this year and then in past than the ones who are actually winning. We always talk about experience playing a factor in playoff situations or in anything. If you've been there before, does that experience help you? And I think that those crews that are experienced, some of the ones that haven't had to have certain changes done, we always talk about that coming into a season. Which team had the least amount of adjustments? And you can start to see the teams that have been together longer have better results so far, <laughs> as opposed to those who are still working out the kinks and the, the scheduling. Yeah. New team, even new if it's just a totally new crew chief, which is the equivalent of having a new coach. So all the other players in this respect, uh, team staff and crew, pit crew are together. When we have a different coach who has a different way of doing things, mm-hmm. it takes a while sometimes to buy into. Maybe some of the things he changes or some of the things he's like, let's just fine-tune one or two things. I don't want to mess up our whole groove what, what you've had going, going into it. Right. So I think those teams will may fare better in the long run and in the short run so far that they've had great races. Uh, what did you think of the um, president's comments and, you know, having the moment of silence there before the race? Um, so... You've seen it across the board, across the board on all platforms, right? Everybody, um, you know, good, bad, or indifferent on some of the, you know, you had the Blackout Tuesday. Um, you have, well, you know, what's happening now? You got a perfect, we, we touched about it last week. You got a perfect, a perfect storm, no pun intended, um, with, uh, you know, people sheltered in place, you know, um, no sports um, or Sports that, or sports that you can attend, <laughs> you know. Um, so, um, I, I, I'm not going to comment on, comment on the president's comments because I just don't think what he said, you know, of recent deserves any comments. Um, I mean, he is who he is. He, he, he's. If you don't think who, if you don't think who he is, then you might, you know, get your head to saying. So, um, but for NASCAR, I was, I was quietly surprised. Yeah. Um, you know that they just didn't make a an announcement, um, you know, or did a hashtag. A they, statement. They, they actually, you know, had had yeah had some some actions behind the words. Um, and so uh, I was uh, I was I was I was thoroughly I was I was hopefully surprised if 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 that's a a, right. a mood, you know. Now, with any of this, and we probably will get into it later in the show or whatever, you just can't do this now. Can't just do one thing right. and, and keep it it's moving. You, yeah, you, you, you. Now I need to see. Okay, you, 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 you dip your toe in the water. That continues to keep. Yeah, now I want to see you stand in the water. Now I want to see you swimming. Now you know. Now I, now I want to see you embrace it all. And so, and I think quietly NASCAR has maybe done it in their own way. Um, I think that's the that's the issue you may have, you know, going forward. People want to see certain things done a certain way. I think NAS- NASCAR, to their in, in their defense a little bit, they have a different demographic that they need to now kind of dance think that's with. What you I know was, what I mean? And so <laughs> I think that's what I was more glad to see was that they actually, as we mentioned, every company. Every, every well, you're right. <laughs> Not the Knicks. Right. 
<laughs> most companies yeah. have put out. Thank you. Those, most companies have put out a statement. Yeah. Saying you know, we see the the injustice. Black lives do matter. You know, something along those lines. And of course, NASCAR did that last week. But to that point, now to actually verbalize it by Steve Phelps being the president, having that moment, you know, it, and this was the only sport that was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So to your point of we're all sitting here with nothing to watch if you're a sports fan and NASCAR has gotten more fans across the board mm-hmm. because they're the only thing that's on right now. Yeah. And I think by doing that, you one of two things. Yes, you do open yourself to a new audience who's who hasn't watched before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe black audience that has never watched NASCAR before, but now that it's on, I'll watch some of it. And to do that, to begin the race, and to have one of your legends, Jimmy Johnson, be the who is a who is for the most part is a household name, a household name, be a part of that monologue of you know expressing those same sentiments. I think it went a long way for them in trying to gain potential viewership you know that wasn't necessarily there before well, now me, the other thing yeah. is you have you have to know your demographic yeah and so could you be alienating and some people have realized that by making these statements as a company as an organization you are alienating some of your consumers or fan base but i think by doing it though they show that hey you know we are who we are yeah and we're going forward with this for now. And with anything, as you, you say, we'll get into other sports and their take and how they reacted. It can't be for, for right now. The um, the things that took place back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s weren't there for a week. It was months before certain changes took place. You know, six months, seven months, sometimes a whole year before you know, you were able to sit where you wanted to at a bus. It just didn't happen in a week or two weeks time. So looking at NASCAR and other organizations and people in general, you know, are you willing to act a certain way and respond a certain way until you see change has come? Until it have, <laughs> until there's been some type of real change or effect to how people are treated. Yeah. It's, you know, for NASCAR, like I said, I, for NASCAR, you got, to your point, you got to see what they do going forward. Now you got to hold their feet to the fire. So you did this. Was it a publicity, Great start. Was it a publicity stunt? I don't know. I'm going to take them for their, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take most right. people Mo- yeah. for face value that it was sincere. Most people. I got to, we got to, yeah. as we go down the road, there's right. folks who, I, who need to just, you just play records. You know, they need to shut up and, and don't say anything. But for them, and again, with anybody, any business, if you go down there and you take this stand, now there has to be actions to it. You know, and those actions, for the most part, would be behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, and then again, how easy maybe it was for NASCAR to do it now and not have fans there. You see those, you know, you know, yeah. so, you know. It's easy to do it when it's, when it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's easy to yeah. do it when it's easy to do. Yeah. So they've done it. Now we got to hold their feet to the fire 
on continue to do it and bring, you know, things to awareness and not just necessarily, you know, you don't got to start a race off and all this stuff or whatever, but now I need to see what you do within your communities in which your races go to. Right. Because every race they go to, there's something going on, you know, here in Atlanta, uh, you know, uh, Pocono, California, Bristol. Bristol, you know, there's there's things that, so wherever you go, what are you doing in Talladega. those? Talladega. <laughs> what, what are you doing in those communities? Um, uh, what's the one in South Carolina? Um, Bristol. Is it Bristol in South Carolina? Okay. I thought Bristol was a PA. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, but, you know, wherever you go, there's there's things going on. There's uprising. There's there's something that you can do in that community to help help out. And, you know. Especially since this protest was in all 50 states. Yeah. And 18 countries. That shows you. And yeah. it's touched. Every, every single state, yeah. community has been affected by yeah. it. Because yeah. um, even, uh, what was it, right before the whole COVID-19 shut down, and I can't remember the driver, who said something, had a, a racial undertone. Oh, oh um, doing the eye racing. Yes, doing the, the eye racing. racing. Thank you. That yeah. was right. At that, was the, do, that was doing the COVID. Doing the COVID, doing the right. Eye, you know, he basically used the N-word right. on a fake drive. It was a simulation. It was a simulation. You're getting mad on simulation, so he got suspended. Right. Um, I can't think of his name. Maybe we shouldn't remember his name. <laughs> um, but, you know, they reacted to that. Exactly. Suspended, not just Suspend- suspended him, but indefinitely. indefinitely. Yeah. Which means at some point they'll bring him back. But for right now, you know, you need to prove to right. us that, you know, things have changed and how you go about, you know, right. dealing. So so NASCAR and, so far is two for two. Right. You start <laughs> checking off the boxes. And that's you know the what thing. Mean? They were one of the uh, initial ones to have uh, a diversity and inclusion program yeah. that the drivers go through. Yeah. And, of course, I want to say that he came through that program, if I can remember correctly, and it's funny, I can't remember who it is now. But he actually came through that particular program, so that's even more of why he wasn't just suspended for four races yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was indefinite. It's like, look, you went through the program. Apparently, you, you didn't learn yeah, anything yeah. from this program, and, so and, and, and until and, further notice, And let's be honest, it. NASCAR has a, um, they have a, man, what's the word I'm looking for now? A perception. You know, outside of their community racing, when you think about NASCAR racing, you just think about Redneck. right. But the bombing right, you think about Rednecks. You know what I mean? You, you like if you ask anybody in the street, you know, if NASCAR comes to your mind, you know, they'll think about somebody chewing some uh, some some weed weed head, you know, and you know, deep South Alabama, Carolina, whatever. So they have a stigma as well, a stigma to Cal Larson, a stigma to them as well, and so. There's some things that they have to do to put themselves out there and be like, hey, listen, we we have Hispanic drivers, we have black drivers, we you know, we, we have women drivers. You know, we talked a whole lot the last few years about um the girl, uh Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick, you know. So, you know, they have did more than just dip their 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 toe in the water. They have, I guess I can say now standing in it. So let's just see how further they they, 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 can, go with they can go with it. Yeah. Um speaking of putting together programs. The NHL, uh, seven former and current players have gone in and created a hockey alliance that they've uh, put together. And, of course, it starts with um, a guy from San Jose Sharks. I'm I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Uh, Being one of the the leaders behind that particular movement and as well as, you know, helping the other. That's another sport that's... uh, Predominantly white sport yeah. that is now saying, okay, let's create this lane 
where we can have these type conversations. And I think for most companies, and NHL is a company, that's what this is starting to become. How can we create this dialogue? How can we have these conversations to help, you know, our white counterparts understand the things that we have to deal with and go through, not just on the ice in this particular, you know, situation, but as soon as we take the skates off and we're in the parking lot, not even yeah. at home, we're in the parking lot, just change. right outside new the things, stadium. Things change. Right. Now, so... <laughs> So How do those things So even take with place? those things, you talk about golf, you talk about NASCAR, you talk about hockey. These are, they also have some other issues as far as inclusion. These are typically sports that um, are expensive, you know. So, you know, you're not just walking up to NASCAR and like, let me jump in the car. And like, you know, those, you know. So not much money those cars. Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you those are million dollar cars? Yeah. So how do you get individuals, <laughs> you know, at a lower income base involved? Same thing with hockey. Hockey has a couple of things. It's expensive, but it's also regional. You know, and the kid in Compton ain't really thinking about hockey because he ain't never seen snow. <laughs> you, you you see what I'm saying? So you know, um, uh, you know they're not used to cold weather. So how do you how do you bring that? type of, um, uh, how do you bring your sport into certain areas? Golf is another one, you know, there's golf courses all over the place, but the problem golf, and they had it, you know, we didn't talk about it. We talked about it when Tiger was kind of hot, you know, when Tiger was at, at his peak. peak. But, you know, these golf club masters had to go through it. There, there is, there, they- They just were in the last- 10 years. 20 years, 20 had years. A, a female- Yeah. Uh, Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, as, as a member. As a member. So, you know. A member. <laughs> so, they, they, you know, they have their own bleak history that they are still working on. And you don't want to, you know. So, when, when, and this is the problem Drew Brees had. So, when you have these companies that, you know, want to be included and do the right thing. And, and, and we're like, yes, come on. We want to see your actions. Don't also hold their feet to the fire because not too long ago. Their history is not that not that bright when it comes to you know racial racial communication and things of that nature. So um, you know that's the thing where they all have to be real careful in how they address right the the, the, the situation. The hockey was the Hockey Diversity Alliance, and. Their mission, as stated, is to rid the game of racism and tolerance and be a positive force, not only in sport, but in society as a whole. So, yeah, it, it you know, what's kind of interesting is that these things are taking place now. You know, after all these years of, you know, having hockey and having people in the sport, even blacks, you know, now this is taking place at this particular point in time. It's weird that it, after the, um, I can't. I think it was St. Louis or some team had the was part of the the whole league was doing the hockey is for everybody campaign, and it's supposed to be a diversity night or whatever it was, but St. Louis had theirs while the team was on the road. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was last year. That was last season. Yeah. And you were like, why are you having? And they they actually the champion. You know. Yeah, they won. You know, last they, season. Yeah. So why would you? Are you doing it for show, or are you really sincere about what you're trying to promote out? And so, 
in this case, NHL or all of them had to be on the same page. And then you got to go to those owners and to those teams and be like, listen, are you on it? Are you, are you with us? Or, you know, I don't know how you, I don't know how they internally will address those teams that are slow foot to come, to, to come around, mm -hmm. but you got to address it. Is that, is that publicly shaming them? I'm fine with that. You know, is it, you know, what the NFL was trying to do, you know, give, if you, if you pick, if you basically pick a, pick a black guy, incentives. I'm going to give incentives. I'm not with that incentive. You know what I mean? If anything, you lose, not gain for doing, the, <laughs> you know, so, but again, I don't know how, however they may come up with those things. We can agree and disagree on what those are, but at least there should be something in place. So. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what, how they plan on moving this alliance along, mm -hmm. you know, of course, you know, stated their mission, but how do they plan on implementing NHL? You got a lot of you got a lot of teams in the South: Nashville uh, Predators, Carolina, uh, not Carolina Panthers, Carolina um, Hurricanes, Hurricanes, Hurricanes. Um, Panthers, are, Florida um, Panthers, Florida, right? Um, Tampa Bay, Nashville Predators, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Light, Lightning. Um, so you know, you got a lot of you got you have some teams here in the South, in which you know. Right. You, you need to address what's going on in your community, in your region, in your area. Well, they did decide for the playoffs. They're, the qualifying round will be a best of five. And then after that is normal best of seven. I had no problem with that. Listen, gonna listen, first best round of five, being get, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are, the, again, those are those teams that my Blackhawks 12. So it's 5, 12, 6, 11, mm -hmm. 10, 7, 8, 9. Yeah. So make those a best of five. No need to. No need prolong, to prolong a best of seven on those. Actually, you make it more interesting. The 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 numbers say this is it, especially in basketball and in hockey. Any best of seven series, if you have the lower seed going against a, a higher seed, ninety nine percent of not the time, time the higher seed is going to win. You know, so why even? So you say my black house got a chance? Is that what you're trying to say? You, yeah, when you shorten the series, they have a chance. So you gonna you gonna no I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not putting no, I put your money on them <laughs> but you know yeah they got a chance now with a seven change. game series why even have yeah, it right, when the right. numbers tell you it don't and even I play out that this way again I think this is one of those of course this is a extenuating circumstance this is a chance for Whoever loses those win. teams that possibly could have been in the playoffs depending on what mm -hmm. happens you actually got a shot now yeah. you now you can't say well if we were given. Mm -hmm. The regular season, we would have, or you can't just go straight to the playoffs. We could have, we were coming, we we're playing well at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got a best of five. If yeah. you don't win it now, that's it. That's and, and keep it moving. So. Right. The other teams, of course, yeah. that are already qualified are yeah. in the playoffs, and you know that's one. The other thing is they're gonna uh, reseed after the best of five. Mm -hmm. It was I have no problem with that either. Okay. And then so um, it gives it gives the highest seed some incentive to go ahead and take care of business too. So and, you're going to receive, like, makes, get the rest. All it makes the regular season mean something, yeah. too. You played that well. You managed injuries or yeah. you didn't have any whatever. You went through the regular mm -hmm. season. You shouldn't be now subjected to playing, you know, whoever. Seven games. So if the fifth seed wins, you know, let's say a San Jose or whatever, you know, then – you shouldn't have to play them just because that's who you match up to. Yeah. You should play the the ninth seed Predators. Yeah. yeah. Because they are the lower seed. Yeah. Do, uh, quick question. Um, do you think that the NHL will go to this format going forward? Yes. Only because they're the, the, one of the few 
organizations, companies that are willing to try something. Well, I, I say yes if people enjoy it. If it turns out to be great, like everybody's like, wow, that was a great five-game series. I didn't expect this upset and I didn't see this. Yes. Because they'll try it for a year. And then if it doesn't work through a full year, then they'll be like, okay, we'll go back to I'm with, I'm with the five, else. but I just think when they start calculating how much money they lost without, without those extra two games, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, I mean. Because if your four games, if your seven game series is going 4-1, 4-0, why not have a couple of five game series that go 3-2? Yeah, yeah. Or you get in markets okay. such as the Blackhawks who probably wouldn't be in it anyway. You get them in with a taste of playoffs, which brings in revenue yeah, yeah. for the city, the town, okay. for NHL, right, yeah. and viewership. All right, yeah. Because the Blackhawks has the number one yeah. jersey in NHL. This is DNA Sports <laughs> Talk. <laughs> we got more to discuss. We come back. 1100 AM. <laughs> This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Uh, now all heroes don't wear capes, and all villains don't get away. But all limits eventually fade. I don't want to be good. I'm trying to be great. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404 603-8770, 404-603-8770, or express your thoughts, concerns, questions about what we're talking about on Facebook or Periscope. Uh, PGA is about to 
get started for real, for real. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, Tiger, Phil, um, Brady, and uh, Peyton for Big providing man. us uh, mm -hmm. some good competition. Uh, but this weekend, some entertainment. But uh, we're going to get back to some some real golf uh, coming up here uh, next weekend. Or this coming weekend, rather. Who do you like coming up? Everybody. I mean, <laughs> it's open know, to anybody. It's open to anybody right now until you see a couple of matches, you know, go through. I, I, I don't. And this is predicated based off the last couple of seasons. No one's really taken the mantle and, and put a stranglehold on being, you know, outside of my bad, outside of, what's it, Johnson? Um, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, you know. But outside of that, even with him, he's been up and down. You know, we just basing that over the last two or three seasons. He's won the most, but he hasn't right. had a stranglehold. He's been sharing the spotlight. He shows up, you know, here and there. So there's not a there's not a there's not a guy right now or a golfer right now, in my opinion, you know, that is like, yeah, he's he's locked. And then you just don't know how everybody's gonna come come off. You know, who's been really out hitting balls and who's, and, and 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 who hasn't? Who hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Colonial. I was looking for the actual sponsor. It's the Charles Swab Challenge, but it's at Colonial out in Fort Worth, uh, right outside of Dallas, Texas. I I look for Rory to have a good showing because he recently played on TV. A little bit of pressure, even okay. though it was you know for, for the charity. skins gained charity. But any anytime you're actually playing around that means something, even if it's for a dollar or you know a Coke or you know whatever yeah, you yeah. want to put on it. That adds more than just playing around practicing. So the fact that he's actually had a quote-unquote competition round, I think he would be one of the favorites okay. uh, coming into this particular tournament. And this is probably going to be one of the, the strongest fields because this is coming in a time normally in the schedule where some guys might take off from this tournament. But since nobody's been playing, you're going to have a solid, strong field that you haven't had since... Um, Probably, ooh, the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management in February. That was probably the last. So March, April, May, June. <laughs> right. So you four months, <laughs> close to five months, depending, you know, on that on that date. Um, yeah. Again, I just, you know, you want to go with Rory? He's played. Um, you know, who else as far as in that? Well, Dustin was in that group. group Ricky okay. Fowler was in that group, and okay. I can't can't forget the other fourth guy's name in that one. But yeah. Um, those would probably be the favorites going into this okay. All right. But, you know, with golf, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes maybe not playing and just coming in fresh with no expectations, kind of nothing to lose. And I, You can I, put four rounds together. And I do I do wonder how much, and you could probably more attest to this than anybody, you know, not having crowds to having crowds. It's going to be it, a huge is that, is that, you know. It's going to be a lot better. Not having a crowd. Not having a crowd. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, some guys. Do it'll it'll feel weird. I'm I'm without a doubt. That's yeah. what that's what I'm waiting to see. The players' reactions to not having people lined when up. When you hit a good shot or not. Right. Well, you know, if you drove it far enough and you get the ooze and the what. I, right. I I I think there's going to be guys who, like, like you may take a test better with some noise going on. Like when I do studying or whatnot, I. You need that background noise. I need some background noise. I, I I can't focus when everything is totally quiet because then I then I hear everything. You you know what I mean? Right. Where so I, whereas some people they need 
absolute quiet, quiet and not having any background noise. So I just wonder how that's going to affect the golfers. You, I guess you're going to see those. It'll definitely be different. Yeah. Even NASCAR mentioned that in once you win or once you come out of that race car, that dead silence is something that I think now with it four races in, they're just now starting to get to understand this new normal for them. Yeah. Now they're one of the few that will possibly be having uh, a few people in the stands coming up in the yeah. next couple of months. But NASCAR, I mean, um, the PGA has already announced at Memorial Jacks tournament coming up next month that they will have fans. Oh, they will, okay. They will have fans at the Memorial uh, up in Ohio. But it won't be the normal crowd, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You, you will be, uh, I think they're going to do the, they haven't outlined everything, all the safety precautions. But I do know one of the things is the, they will read your forehead. They will do the temperature okay. check before you come in. Of course, you can still be asymptomatic and everything. Yeah. So I'm not sure well, I still, how those I still, other measures they want to do wonder, with that. I still wonder fewer crowd is more, fewer people is more noise. Whereas a lot, sometimes a lot of people, the, the noise becomes all, all one, all encumbrancing. Whereas you have a few people now, anything you probably will hear more. You know, it's gonna be where it's gonna it, be. It's, it's gonna be a different environment. That's you know, uh, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, right? I totally. I don't know. I do know one thing's not gonna happen. Ain't nobody gonna be sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, somebody <laughs> might have hay fever. You gotta, get up, you gotta get up out of here. Oh well, <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, up out of here. <laughs> oh, that's low down. Uh, NBA news. So with the NBA is going to be back July thirty first down in. Um, Orlando. Orlando at the Disney, Disney World. World Complex, yes. And um, how do you feel about the 22 teams being in? I so if you mathematically know. have a chance at the playoffs, you you're might, in. You might as well put the whole might 10 more teams. Put everybody in. <laughs> it's like six. I think it was, them, it was six games or less back from the last spot. Yeah. Uh, that's why all but two Western Conference teams are in and yeah. only – one other Eastern Conference team is Wizards. In. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. It's not. Uh, what, what, <laughs> I mean, again, these are uh, these are different times, so you can't expect everybody to be come coming back again. Why would the Hawks come back to play meaningless games? Yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm with Dame on that. Like, why? Why do I risk? Yeah. And I, I'm not, you know, not wishing on this. Why do I put myself in there to have a Paul George situation? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. or you know. Yeah. Some, or a KD. A, a freak accident. A freak yeah, accident. Now, he, now, I'm, now he's a gone Gordon for, the, Hayward. He's you, gone you, for now, the next year. Right. Yeah. Now you're going for the next year. If you don't have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Which is the reason why I have in. no problem going just to their regular 16. But <laughs> you, you, you do consider this. because I, That's why I hadn't really thought about this. The, the eight teams that are out, by the time they play a meaningful regular season basketball game, that would it would have been nine months between those games. Yep. And that's a long time. That's a long time to be out. To, yeah. To not, you know, because at the end of the regular, the end of the regular season, even if you miss the playoffs five months later, you're in training camp, but you're still, you know, if you're out traveling or if you are training any of that, that's going on during that time. But with, during this time, it's different. I, who knows what players have actually been training or be able to get in, you know, the, right. the rehab or any of the work they need to do. But they can still uh, go to, and this is one of the things. So hopefully by 
uh, July 31st or whenever, they can start entering the team facility. So now you can have pickup games well, you see, to get yourself playing again. Well, you see some of the older guys are going ahead and opting to go ahead and have surgery. So like uh, Marcus Aldridge. Well, Marcus Aldridge well he had his surgery in April. His surgery was in April. So the Spurs knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, but, they know, just announced it today. Yeah. You know, but still, I mean, he could have. He could have waited, waited play if he really it. wanted to play. He's like, I, he already, season done for me. I'm done. Like, y'all ain't going to win nothing anyway. I'm done. He wasn't <laughs> going to win. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I just. And they're one of the few teams, again, on the outside looking in was Portland, uh, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. Yeah. Those are the only teams that were six games back or less than six games back from the AFC. It's I get it. I mean, we knew they were going to do something and they're going to get you know they're going to get people to play. I just figure if you got to ten games, you got to ten teams left, you might as well go twenty-two, thirty-two. What's gonna what's the difference? Just difference. Do three well, game, just do three game series and, yeah. and get <laughs> probably, about it. Uh, <laughs> probably uh, Coach Pierce agrees with you. Because he he didn't like that not all the teams were invited, uh, specifically because he has a young team he, yeah. and if they're not playing, needs, then it's he, like he needs the experience. He, so I just feel long him and the team and, yeah. and the Cavs bigger yeah. staff for yeah. Cleveland. He he was the same way. Yeah. It was like all of them were upset. No, they understand yeah, it, yeah. but yeah, you're gonna be upset. Yeah, you but ten, ten, it's ten teams. It is what it is. You could have shortened the series, played three best of three. Get you up out of here, but as games being played, you at least warm up the better teams to when you go further in the playoffs. Now you actually might have some real good games than you know this cold start that you're going to have. You know you're going to have going on. I just kind of ten leaving ten teams out. No one would have been like, no the, one would have been upset if they had did all thirty two teams. I, I, um. I would have. I don't want to see everybody in there. I get you. I, I don't want to see the other 16 that probably wouldn't have been in anyway. I'd rather just go straight to the 16. I give see- a team, but I mean, some of them are legitimate, like Portland. We all know that, you know, when you got a superstar, even if you also, however you want to look at Dane, he's somebody that can ride, you know, get on my back. Well, I me, can win a series. So let me ask you this then. So then let's just The say Pelicans, how- we know why the Pelicans yeah. in. It's only because Zion. Yeah. He's a big name. He's a big draw. The Kings... They're a good scrappy team, but it's not so, like we really so for worried those, about them. For those handful of teams that we can we can debate back and forth on whether or not they made the playoffs or not, how about those teams play each other a best of three series, and then you go ahead and and, and, and then and, let let yeah, them decide. Yeah, I, I you know if that's the case, if you want to give everybody a, a fair, you know, well you have to start with eight at Memphis because Dallas was seven games ahead of them. Yeah, so I wouldn't even. So eight through thirteen. Yeah, let them play. Let them play. However, that you know, a one game play in for whoever, and then the rest of them you do a three game series, and let that play out. And then now, well, how, they get, however, they schedule these eight games to finish the regular season. It's going to be determined by winning percentage because not everyone would play the same amount of games yeah, overall. Yeah. But then I think like eight, nine, ten, and eleven. I think they're going to like in the West specifically. They're going to play a best of three or okay. or, some, or or one game playoff yeah. or something to that effect. But when it comes down to it, after a while, if you're not within four games of the AFC, then you're out. So I mean, if you go on a two game losing streak, then you're automatically out. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no need for you to continue to play but, at that yeah. point. Now, the other thing that they announced today is if you leave the facilities, 
then you have to be quarantined for 10 days before you can return. So that makes sure that everybody is going to have to stay yeah. on the premises. It's going to be difficult for James Harden. <laughs> but they're, they're only going to test with PEDs, though. All recreational drugs are well, you would not be tested for. Yeah, but if you leave the facilities and Florida, it just got like 1,700 new cases yeah. in the last couple of days. Taking a risk. That's why I said it's be hard for James Harden to stay. On but the uh, did you see the video of um <laughs> Got let loose. Ennis Cantor taking a test? Like when they you know test you, they stick it I told all you. the way up. What did I say last week? It's like a three foot, three foot I, yes. What did I say last week? I got it. I'm not taking that <laughs> test and I'm quarantining myself for 21 days. I'm gonna add seven more to the 14. I'm not <laughs> taking that of Wrath of Khan. <laughs> He said, he, he said, he said, he said, man, my eyes are starting to water. Like, yeah. oh, cool. that's why it's called what ENT, ear, nose, throat, because yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. those cavities and nasals are all connected. Nah, like, I'm good. it was, if you look on, it was like yeah. this long. I'm good. I'm and about good. this much of it goes up your yeah. nose. I'm good. I got it. <laughs> I got to take that. I got it. It could be hay fever, whatever. Now, they're talking about families coming into the compound. I think maybe like halfway through or something like that. Maybe like uh, they have, of course, all this hasn't been final and ironed out, but toward the end of the regular season, families coming in. And I guess they could probably comprise some of the, the non who would be fans, some of the family members being there to watch. Yeah. Um, I was wondering who do you think has the best chance of winning now? I like, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Lakers. I mean, going into the season, they were already projected as the number one. They're still the number one seed. Yeah. What could go wrong? Everything. LeBron, A lot could LeBron go wrong. catching it. <laughs> oh no, AD who seems to be the AD is yeah. actually the best player on the team. It's, it's if AD if AD catches it. Right. Well, I, I put in, well not even. I'm not worried about the COVID. I'm. I'm. No, no. Well, they're gonna be like you mentioned. No. They're gonna be in Florida where. Listen, listen but I'm not. To me, the COVID is almost secondary. I'm worried about a person like AD, who we all of a sudden forget AD has not been a healthy guy throughout his you coming know, back coming so fast well, year. You you're playing, you're playing well, and then all of a sudden now you you don't play at all, yeah. and now you, you have to jump come back. back. So I'm looking at teams. I'm looking at teams that have been together. So I'm looking at teams like Denver. You know those type of teams. Not only problem with Denver. I'm gonna let you finish. They got an 18 and 14 road record because everybody's on the road right now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, Mm -hmm. so teams like Denver, um, teams like Milwaukee, you know, those teams where they have not had to do any type of Milwaukee's 25 and nine on the road. Any type of mixing up their their. You know, the Lakers problem is the Clippers problems are. These guys were just trying to get into rhythm, and now it's been shut yeah, off. It was a lot of and guys not, coming back from and injury. And now you yep. got to try to get this rhythm again. I don't know how that how how that playing that time. Also, yeah, I also time. include like uh, the Clippers are. They're looking to. They're trying to win this whole thing, and with Paul George coming back from injury, I don't know how well Kawhi actually is with them managing. And one of their issues is their front court depth. Mm-hmm. They signed Joakim Noah a week before the the mm-hmm. league got shut down. Yeah. So, having to bring him into the fold if he's going to be a factor at all, yeah. you, know, you know, it's good I, to have bodies. Another team that I, yeah. I, I, I mean, with all this yeah. that's going on, and like you say, 
who's going to come in, who 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 doesn't have a goal where they can shoot around and yeah. really get in shape and anything. To, Toronto's a team that I would be like. 23-9 and nine on the road. Boston's another team I would circle. 20-12 and 12 on the road. Oh, but for those teams, that stat, but those teams to me have been together. You know, only only people that Toronto's missing is is uh, Kawhi. Everybody's there. Boston, every only people they missing is is um, Kyrie. 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 You know, I everybody's think, there. Well, and you, yeah, you look at Philly. They were twenty nine and two at home, but ten and twenty four on the road. Right, yeah, that doesn't. That's not gonna work. And well. I and, and I promise you, one, <laughs> I can tell you right now. I ain't gonna say no names. Who ain't gonna stay on the facility? <laughs> <laughs> He, he going to catch COVID. <laughs> wait, wait. wait I, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. He said which one? And, and that's horrible. So Ben or Embiid. Uh, I mean, Embiid, if, if, if someone can't make a Shirley Temple on the premises, <laughs> yeah, he might leave. He, he will leave. And, and if, ben, if, if and one of them Jenners show up, Jenner, whichever yeah. one's going to stay. Ben, ben going to have the whole family. So. I, you know, if I was a point team, I'd send somebody. But anyway, go ahead. All right. So with the quarantine and stuff, many players have lost weight. Like Jokic or James Harden. So you think that's going to yeah. affect their game? Because a lot of their game depends on their weight. Like Harden, he uses his strength. Yeah. Jokic likes to use his body. For Jokic, yes. Uh, you need that girth. For Harden, it might be better. Better with him being skinnier? Better, yes. I, well, it depends with Jokic. Because I think an issue last year might have been his conditioning as the season went on and then in the playoffs. We saw it in that four overtime game. He was like he was, he was ga- he was gas in the third quarter, and he and he played all but like two minutes. Yeah. Now, if he's putting on muscle mass, then yeah, you know you you slim down, but you still have the muscle mass, then he'll be okay. I mean, he's still one of the best big men. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a team now. Houston is a question mark. Just because they, I, this, they, this they, could be a great four. Houston is one of those yeah. teams that could probably win it all. It might be to their, it might be to their advantage, to their advantage. advantage because yeah. in previous years it seemed like they were worn down mm-hmm. by the end of the playoffs, but by the second round. But they're just yeah. There's, there's, there's no there's no time for teams to adjust to them, and this you know what right, I mean. Yeah. So they can just blitz everybody, and by the time you get adjusted, you know you up three one and the series is over. So Houston's. But you got to hit baskets though, right? You know, if you, yeah, if they're hitting, hitting shots, it's, it's if they're a, hitting shots, <laughs> so, yeah. right? <laughs> so, but it's literally wide open. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not shooing in the Lakers. The Lakers. I'm, not I'm not shooing, shooing in, in anybody. The Clippers. Yeah, I'm just anybody. It's literally okay. So in the East, if if I had to go two teams, I would go Milwaukee one, Boston two. And I give an honorable mention to the Raptors. And in the West, I would go Clippers one, Lakers two, Houston three, honorable mention. Because it is literally why and the only reason why I'm going Lakers and Clippers are, are dead heat for me, but the only reason why I'm giving a slight edge to the Clippers is Doc? because of death. And yeah. And Doc, yeah. <laughs> Doc a better coach than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, okay, so let's say Kawhi is off. Hopefully Paul George can score, Pat Beverly, or uh, Montreal, or um, Lou. I just, or, I just, know, it, I just it, like the Clippers. I got it, Morris. I, I got enough I just like the Clippers I can that they throw. can play defense. You know, if stuff is not happening, the Clippers can put, you know, like I said, run bodies and, and be a pest and all that kind of stuff. I don't expect LeBron to be off in the playoffs, but what if AD doesn't show up? Then what? Then, you know? But you got playoff Rondo. That's a whole different beast. 
who ain't <laughs> dribbled the ball with them much before the, but, the COVID got shut down. He but again, it, AD, if they win the championship, and it's not blasphemy to say, it all depends on AD. You already know what LeBron is going to give you. 30 points, probably 11 assists, almost a triple-double. But nine, at this point of his career, he can speed. only take you so far. Very true. It, it can all, be the finals, but... but <laughs> right. It's all on AD if they win it all. AD has to come through with similar numbers. He has to be the 30-point... He knows nothing you know, about the playoffs. Do you think there's an advantage they for were, the... They got swept by... Um, Golden State. Golden State one he played his he heart was, out. Yeah, okay. He played tough, so... How, how long ago was that? That was two years ago. You got four games in. <laughs> hey, wait, they beat Portland. Let's not. How we forget about that? We that, that was a Portland. mismatch with Portland. They swept ter- Portland. Ter- well, it's still a terrible they did. mismatch. They did. You're right. So, so uh, and uh, that's also plays into this too. Who is matched up against who? Do you think there's a an advantage for the teams that are younger? As far as them. I think like with this like maybe. hard restart. Do you have maybe. Con- do you have continuity? I, I don't because you could say the Lakers have more continuity than the Clippers do. Yeah, but a team like Denver has been together for you know three four years. Uh, Utah has been together yeah. for about three years, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. their two best players Chris, probably aren't getting along right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, COVID-18 and 19. Houston's been together for the most part. I mean, they added Westbrook. Yeah. But, like we said, if they're a team that gets it going and hits shots. Houston's about style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Houston's, Houston is, has a presents a disadvantage to teams in this setting the way it is because of style. You know, they just run up and down. Down, right. They, they, they you know. They are uh, the and equivalent you, of Lower America back you, in the and day. You, and, you talk, and, about, <laughs> and, you, and you talk about conditioning. They're going to test your condition. We so, want to speed up the pace. pace we, yeah, we, we, we want, you know, what was it, Loyal Marymount? They didn't want the shot clock to go below 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, that it was, was their yeah, thing. It was, it was seven seconds or less. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's it's, how you it's, had to it's shoot the It's the same ball. offense. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that did that was uh, And we when, all know Dan Tony. Yeah. And, uh, when, um, that was on yeah. defense. Well, they, yeah, they're full, defense. Court full court press. Full court press. Full court press all day. That would be more Clipper style. We're going to press you and press you and press you and hope that you crack. But looking at Houston, if if they make shots, it, there's nobody that can beat them if they make shots. Uh, th- but they the way before they went in the quarantine, they were playing kind of slack. Like at first they started off really good, but then everybody started to figure them out. They realized they couldn't get rebounds. But that's that's my, that's right. my point. Everybody figured but them you, out. But right. you, yeah, they were going to be. A, they were their problem was getting into the playoffs. Once they got there, that second round, that third round, conference finals, you're going to wind up teams that are going to see you every night. Had two days in between to adjust and all that stuff. That's out the window now. Now you're only gonna have one, one day, night, yeah, because there's no travel. Yeah, that's so out you, the, or sometimes you might. And they did say, well, this is regular season. You will have some back to backs. Yeah, I think they said that they'll everyone will play a back to back at least once. Once, right? Mm-hmm. They'll play in eight games over 16, 17 days. Yeah. It's this. This is the equivalent. The closest you're gonna get the NBA to being March Madness, where you know you got. Game Thursday, game it, Saturday, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the way that they have it scheduled, they said five, six games a day. This is going to look like AAU. And yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. And that's why you go. I go with teams who have been together longer or a team that has a particular type of style that just doesn't – is unusual. And so, you know. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, go back to the TBT. Which starts up 
and next you, month. If you look at TBT when it's here in mm-hmm. Atlanta, you had certain t- you could tell the teams that played together for a long time and the teams that got thrown together. And oh, uh, Big Baby is now joining Nate Robinson. So they you know, played together. They're gonna be on. And then you I can't had, think of the TBT's team name that they'll be a part of. And your boy Floyd is joining Mayweather. Yeah. So <laughs> are they gonna be shooting him in the basket? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but so you know you, if you go back and you, if you follow that the last couple of years and you see how teams are, you know there are teams that have been together um and they rose to the top you know it, it when it got crunch time it wasn't an issue i knew where so-and-so was going to be at i didn't yeah. need to call you know certain timeouts or whatever they just were a continuity that was above the the, the talent on the on the on the on the okay. court. He'll be see who'll be crowned a Mickey Mouse champion at the end of all this. Um rest easy to Wes Unsell. Uh yeah. passed away Washington this Bullets. Past week. Yep. Uh 1996 rookie, rookie of the year and, and MVP. MVP. Yep. And then in 78 he was the finals MVP. Only uh, championship the yep. Washington Wizards Bullets have. In 75 he was a rebound leader and he was a five-time All-Star. They beat Portland in that series, didn't they? Yeah. Oh boy, how did you win the championship? Yeah. yeah. They beat Seattle. Oh, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Okay. It was it. That's right. Portland was. Um, that was 77. 77. Yeah. Okay. With uh, okay. Walton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got happy too quick. Right. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. West on sale, Washington Wizard. This is DNA Sports Talks 1100 AM. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website www.dnasportstalk.com. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Just six. The staff here at Real 1100 AM would like to encourage you to social distance yourselves. While you may feel disconnected, you can always connect with us at real1100.com. So remain at a safe distance. Call, text, or email a friend and tell them to join you at real1100.com.
And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Asa the and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in once again, 404-603-8770. If you want to share what you're thinking or want to uh, ask, do so on Periscope as well as Facebook. Um... Team Hold That is what um, Big Baby and Nate are on, on the TV <laughs> team. Oh, boy. Team Hold That. <laughs> uh, with everything that has been going on in the world, there's a young freshman out in San Diego by the name of Mikey Williams that uh, kind of said, you know what? I am the number one prospect, even though I'm a freshman, 15 years old, but uh, going to an HBC wouldn't be too bad. Is that possible that... Start seeing the wave. Yeah, we could start seeing the, the wave of uh, young players. Yeah, if uh, young athletes, period, across the board, yeah. start attending more HBCUs. Um, for a couple of reasons, you just mentioned. We mentioned last week a lot of the um, the Kennesaw State's type schools are suspending their, you know, their swimming and suspending their track and field and suspending, you know, they're suspending a lot of their other sports programs. So App you, State, App State, App, yeah. So you probably see some kids who. You know, maybe their second choice was a HBCU. And, you know, there were some things that, you know, App State might have offered, you know, closer to home or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So now that now I have another second chance to have a make a decision, then I'm going to, you know, I may wind up, you know, oh, yeah. at a Fort Valley or. Um, well, Tennessee you know, State has already Tennessee, offered yeah. him a, a scholarship. Of course, they don't need to see him. They offered him one, Norfolk State, Texas Southern, yeah. and. Uh, one more that have so, already said, "Hey, Hampton you can't come? be too far behind." Because apparently, his mother played softball at Hampton. Yeah. And Hampton, been, but they had an issue first. with yeah. uh, <laughs> Hampton had an issue right in there. Hampton had an issue with what was it? The athletic director making um, a racially undertone statement. So, while you look that up, so so one because of the schools consolidating down to um, you know just basketball and football. You're gonna have you know students in other other sports find some other way to go to 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 you know get their scholarships and and and, and play. And then the second thing is you know the um, the Black Lives Matter movement and on the sports side, um, you know you've seen in the NFL basically athletes now are seeing their power. You know so um, how else can I you know how can institutions feed off that and 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 take advantage you know of the the, the 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 thought process now so you know you got people like Dabo Sweeney at Clemson putting his foot in his mouth you got um no, we'll you know, get to that you got other you got <laughs> other D1 coaches you know the guy at Oklahoma State who put his foot in his mouth before all of this he's putting his foot in his mouth during the COVID-19 so really you know you have some D1 school coaches who have shown their true colors as far as you know what they really feel about the players, you know, either directly or indirectly. So now, you know, with all this going on, it's a conscious, you know, thing, you know, can I get to the league without, I can get to the league without going to a D1 school. That That's what I wanted to, to bring it because I, I looked at his Instagram quote and he's, he's, he had already been thinking about this. Yeah. Um, so he said, uh, we are the reason that these schools have such big names and such good history. 
So he's thinking about that. But they, like you just said about getting to the league, he says, if you're a killer, you're going to kill anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, I, I if he feels like I can go to any school in the country, and go look I can go, yeah, right. why, not, why not at HBCU? Yeah. I know we're talking about basketball, but you looked at, um, at, at, um, at football, uh, you know, he's passed now. Um, um, Oh my goodness! You know, gave me the loss of name. Uh, play for the for the Titans. McNair, um, Steve McNair, McNair. McNair. McNair putting out six hundred yards down in Prairie View. No, so he, Alcorn. 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 So even if my you, mom went there, she, she's like, you gotta get it right. So, so, even, so even if so even if but even if you want to cut his yards in half, three hundred yards in D one. Right. It's a top five pick. Right. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? So I.e. what Warren Moon had to do when yeah. he went up to the CFL, CFL. and was just balling out. They were like, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate he had to take that route. But yeah, he was putting up crazy numbers. So when he came to the NFL, yeah, it was, you know, so it dropped off slightly, but not much. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a mindset. So now like I said again, these schools have to be in positions to take advantage and, 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 and actually, you know, <clears throat> We've talked about this. We've had some presidents or enacting presidents from HBCU. He's full president now. Okay. Congratulations for, to him. Um, for Morris Brown. Morris Brown. So um you need to be you need to you need to do your recruiting. He's fifteen. You need to do your recruiting now. Now. You know, but you, need- you know what? With everything that's going on, we see so many young kids being part of this protest and wanting to see change. So because of that, you can see why it's gonna take the ones that are freshmen and sophomores now to be like, yeah, let me really consider. Mm-hmm. It's more than just for show. Yeah. And we talked about this a few months ago. What if Bronny decided to, well, he he might just go straight to the league. Yeah. The league. But what if he wanted to well, just Mikey do Williams might also. Yeah. But what or G League now. But what if one of them just said, hey, you know what? I'll go to college, to college for experience. one year. For one year. Yeah. We all know I'm going to the league. But what if I, for one year, go to, you know, an HBCU, give that exposure, enjoy that college experience for a year, bring resources to that school, at least for that year and probably going forward, and then go so to the I'm league. A, so the same way we put, we said we got to put the uh, fire to the feet, keep the feet, you know, fire to the feet of the, of the corporations, NHL or NBA, whatever. There's some accountability that needs to be held by the other side as well. So we can't be sitting here screaming. We want to have you know X Y Z, and we're not doing what we need to do. So if one of the one of the actions that we need to take, you know, as a collective whole, is to not go to a D1 school and go to an HBCU school, that's something that needs to be talked about, and we need to hold. There need to be action on our end. You know, I don't think it's even been one of the things is it's not even being considered when a top athlete from uh, Division One school, uh, uh, Kansas, uh, Carolina, Duke, uh, Georgetown. You don't automatically tell your son, "Hey, let's go check out FAMU. Let's go check out Howard. Let's go look at Hampton. Let's go look at Albany State or whatever Tuskegee." We automatically are saying, "I played at Georgetown. You want to go to Georgetown?" Yeah. And I mean, and that's just natural. You, was... You're gonna you're gonna promote the school that you went to. Yeah. There was a um, he played he went he ended up going to Oregon. He's I think he's going to his junior year now. Uh, defensive end named Kayvon Thibodeau, and it was big news for about five minutes where he went to visit FAMU. 
and just going to visit like he he was serious i think he was yeah. seriously considering going to famu and he's the number one defensive end in the country but just that he that he thought about it right. and that he they yeah, did a photo miss- shoot where he wore the uniform and everything uh, it, I mean, but it would take someone. Well, you got to be talent. on the list, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what, and that's what starts the the whole process. Is when they come out with these. These are the intents, making sure that at least one is on that yeah. list, so yeah. that you, okay, so you don't get the five star, but maybe the four star, three, three star, star. Yeah. that was like, oh, if so and so was thinking about going there. Maybe at least I'll go Get some look at it and see yeah. the facilities. And like you say, now, because of technology and everything else, you can be seen anywhere. But yeah. then also, like, if there was a, okay, you don't get that five-star, but, yeah, his his teammate is not getting any offers, but you look at his table, like, he's oh, just we could, as good, we could, right. Yeah, he's good. We could, we could put him on our and, team. And you, right. you also have now, you have, like, George Lynch is coaching CAU. Right. So, you know, he went to North Carolina. He's at HBCU. You have, I want to say, what, North Carolina, North Carolina A&T is now leaving the MEAC. They're going to... Um, the Big South. The Big South. And now FAMU is leaving the uh, MEAC, going, going to the, the SWAC. Yeah. yeah. So you have so you have schools now positioning themselves in order to say, you know what, okay, we're... We're going to be on TV. TV, yeah. So, you know... More so than just... So there's there's a lot of moving <laughs> more so than just Southern and Grambling. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving um, so you know you 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 have you have schools making moves and and positioning themselves. You have um, colleges reaching back to the you know to the professional guys that play at a professional level and giving them coaching jobs. So you know you they're they're they're, they're setting the groundwork to get a a, right. a blue chip kid. To come there, like I said, not the blue chip, the star below or the star right. below, and that's how your Alabamas and Auburns and Georgias, that's how they stay so good. Anyway, it's not because they just got they get the blue chip, they get the, the guy that's that can start anywhere, sitting behind, right. and then that next guy that probably could be the you know the the. the There's only so many five stars to go around. Yeah, and again, yeah. five stars what is predetermined, but you know it's all about work ethic. So at that point, like you're saying. If they're not getting the five, you're getting the four. You're getting three. great talent at that point. We got a call on the line. Hello? Yo, Don, Asa. We knew What's it. going on, we man? Knew it. I, knew it. Up, I knew it was coming in. What's up, baby? Morehouse graduate here. <laughs> All black men. We're not national champs in anything. So goes the stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> so how, so, so what, what, we, what do you think about what we were just talking about as far as, um, you know, uh, Athlete, student, you know, high school, thinking HBCUs, about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to call it. No, you don't know. I wasn't going to call it tonight. I was just going to listen while I was typing. But um, because I went to Morehouse and because that's an all-black male school and we don't have national championship in anything right now as of yet, that I got a perspective on this that, that's worth hearing. Um, amongst ourselves, the ones that played sports while we were there, we talk about that a lot, about how, man, we you know we all brothers and <laughs> we, we we could use some of these blue chippers you know what i mean that went there yeah. and um here's the thing man and i and i'm i'm with this too i'm with this too morehouse believes they want student big gap and athlete they don't want student athlete they want student big gap athlete okay and yeah it would be in the um in the sports where the facilities aren't is the, aren't is in the high need of demand like basketball track, 
um, soccer, you know, yeah, that would be nice. But they, Morehouse wants you to graduate, and they want you to contribute to Morehouse. They want you to contribute financially to Morehouse, and they definitely want you to contribute to Morehouse as a um, social activist in some way or another, you know. Well, so I, would they, they wouldn't really want a blue chipper well, no, blue I'm chipper a, wasn't near to graduate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on you just a little bit on that. There are there. I, I I don't I don't want to think that the stereotype is if you're a blue chip, you're not any of those things either. That you're not, you know, a stereo, you know, you're not, you're not, you can't be an activist. You're not, you're not, you uh, can. you're not solid in your books. You know, I look they at, can. Um, I look at the gentleman that went to Florida State. That's now a, a, a Rhodes Scholar. A Rhodes Scholar. He you was know a Rhodes Scholar. He's, he's a neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon. Now. neurosurgeon. You know what I mean? So yeah. Name so, nine more. Yeah. So you huh? name nine more. What Rose Scholars? The Rose no, Scholars not Rose Scholars. Just you know, just name. All right, don't even name nine more. Name five more that that are up on that level. Maybe not. At, they didn't become Rose Scholars, but they're on that level and they went on to graduate. It's, it's rare that a blue chipper does that. And it's not because they don't have the books. It's because they're just not there to be. That's not their primary focus when they come to school. Their primary focus is to get into the pros. Oh, did you guys hear about the recent player who just who plays for the Steelers, Joshua Dobbs, who is a NASA yes. engineer? Yeah, perfect like, example. Yeah, uh, you got example. Richard Sherman. Hey. You, you, you are nine. We got three now. Richard Sherman. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> the, 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 the early, the early first I know is Bill Bradley. He was a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, I mean, but Rhodes Scholars is this the handful that's, of those. But I'm yeah, yeah, about, there's so few of those. But, but, but I'm talking about that's God. like getting a perfect star on the uh, oh, IQ test. Yeah, IQ test. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I put I push back a little bit on that because I just feel I feel we don't want the connotation of being a dumb jock. I guess that's the thing. Oh no, I'm not implying that at all. I know, but I'm saying I'm not implying that at all. In fact, right? I don't necessarily think that's foolish for you to just want to go to school. To get into the pros quick, that's not foolish at all. <laughs> you know, it's just some schools are more embracing of it than others. And I, 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 I put, mo- I put most of what you're saying. I put that onus on the school, not the, not the kid. You no, know, it's what on I mean? the kids. No, nah, nah, I put, it's, it's, I put more if, if, if the school is embracing and wants that, 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 that athlete, student athlete to, to, to do both, then the school's going to be set up. So, for example. A lot of your guys that come out of Stanford, Stanford is set up to be, you know, those those guys come out, they, they are fully educated. Like I said, that's why I said Mr. Sherman or McCaffrey, you know, any of those guys, they are highly intelligent guys where you may have some other schools, Miami, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That, you know, for a short period of time, yes, they only were interested about Getting the program back on the sports and 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 not pushing. It's more athlete than student well, in that yeah. case. Correct. Here's, here's the reason. Here's the reason why it's more on the on the on the guy or the female, but it's mainly guy because that's where the money sports are. Than it is the school. Ooh, what's, what's, your it, email, what's your email address so they can send all the hate mail to you? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I, I'm saying that you know there, there's nothing foolish or stupid about being um 20 years old. And you're gonna go get a 15 million dollar contract to the NFL and not graduate from where you went, to, where you were in college at. That's nothing stupid about that. Well, we have, but we have, but in basketball, we can name countless of guys who left early and went back and graduated two, two to five years later. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I just, it happens. It happens. But I'm saying the vast majority of them don't, and then the vast majority of them that do are are very small and donating back to the school as alumni. Well, Shoot, a lot of them, I'm going to tell you this because I know this and I'm not speaking in small numbers. 
uh, a lot of them don't even don- donate back to their own program. Yeah, like, okay, you don't want to donate back to the school, but this five dudes that's playing yeah. on your team that you just left, then ain't on scholarship. They could use that I, money, not giving and, it to and, them. Yeah, and so, yeah. But also, again, that's a conversation in which, depending on what side you want to look at, if you... you you know, for you, you putting a lot of that back on the on the athlete that now has left. What? But I also put some of that back on the on the schools who haven't done done their groundwork to have people come welcome back. back. And, why welcome would back, why yeah. I would also say like it it's also on the schools is you know when when people go to college aren't they looking for they don't know what they want to major in right away or that's true so but with these guys especially i know it's especially the way with football players because every little thing is scheduled when they go to when they have classes when they eat when they sleep everything is scheduled but if they want to do something if they wanted to major in something to where they had to take this particular class but it's only at this particular time but they can't do it because they have practice or they're supposed to be uh, in the weight room. That's why, like so many football players, if you see that they major in kinesiology, basically that means they could be a personal trainer when they graduate. So they're like limited in what uh, it depends on on the school. They're limited on what they can do. That's why you see very few like potential <laughs> national uh, uh, NASA engineers like. I don't know if it's what the actual major is would be for Dobbs, but for him to have the an engineering degree, uh, for him to be able to major in engineering as a quarterback in college, that that I mean that takes that I mean that takes a lot from him and a lot of discipline from him. But the school, the the team has to work work with him too, so he can take the classes he needs to take because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. So well, here let's. Let's say focus on the on what you initially were saying. Would it be good? Would it be good? I'm not knocking what you just said, Greg. Don't misunderstand. Me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really not. I'm really not. The, uh, but you said you were talking about would it be good if and may might it be a wave starting of more black athletes coming out of high school and going to HBCUs? I would say there's a very real possibility that it's it's going to be the it's not going to be football first because it costs so much time and time and energy. To um, be successful at football, not I mean, unless it's like Grambling Southern or Fam, you know, or maybe even Hampton, maybe even Hampton. But um, the other sports, maybe. But the, these schools are geared like Morehouse. I can speak for Morehouse. They really strongly want you to be coming there to graduate from Morehouse, and they want you to graduate within a certain number of years. Now, if you go, if you come back and graduate, sure, great, that's great. But they want you to be a contributor. And the truth about blue chip athletes basketball and football on the vast majority and I'm not getting into their intelligence okay they don't get back they don't get back and they don't go back (laughs) and that has to be part of the the discussion that needs to take place to make sure that they are giving back they're welcome back Um, for a long time and I'll just speak for on a higher level TCU LT, LaDamian Thomason, never went back because he wasn't ingratiated to come back. And it was years before he even decided to donate and come back. So it's incumbent upon not only the individual, but as well as the school, to where you can sit down and have that discussion and make sure that you are drawing those players back. And the other thing, unfortunately, which we've seen with Morris Brown, is that Sometimes there are certain people in charge that shouldn't be, and that leads yeah, to a Morris whole. Yeah, Morris Brown's a bad example. No, but I mean it's a reality <laughs> that sometimes there are people in charge that don't need to be, 
And once you remove those people and they're out of the way, then you can have a totally different uh, body that is there that will, you know, not only be transparent, but will also also make it easier for people to contribute and to donate. I think I think be I more descriptive on what you mean when you say Ladamian was not ingratiated to go bad. You they, you know they didn't want him. Tell me what you know. <laughs> I I did our off air. <laughs> so I, let's so, just I'll just tell you this. SMU and Eric Dickerson might be a better example. Yeah, <laughs> no, five. it wasn't even really that. Who? Fab Five. They weren't welcome back. Back to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, LT never got in trouble at TCU though. So, Eric Dickerson didn't either. Yeah, that was the, that was the school's fault. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, yeah. matter of fact, they told him who not to who not to recruit, and they recruited him anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, but you know, at the end of the day, we talked about as we going to hold NBA and 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 other people accountable and, and hold their feet to the fire. We need to have that same kind of conversation that we're having now with ourselves as well. So you know, I have no problem with HBCU schools or 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 Morehouse saying, you know what. We want you to be a student for first and an athlete second. But I also I also want Morehouse to realize then I don't want to hear you complain about certain kind of money you're not getting because you got to play that game as well. So oh, come you, on, man, you, you know more, you know better than that. No, you, no, I, I, I do know, in, I do know better than that. 10, I do know. Less than ten is, division one is, the, is there two sides? Is there two sides to a dollar? Is there two sides to a dollar? What is it, the college bowl series there, that we talked about? Is there two sides to a dollar? Yeah, it's college bowl. I don't think there's 10 teams that, that are qualified to go to that college bowl series we're not where at, the athletic we, department we, makes a profit. Not, Get I'm not, out of here. No, Come on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking but about, no, about HBC. make a profit yet because they don't ABC. have the facilities to do so. I mean, we've again, we've had um, George Lynch on here just trying to get shoes. Shoes. Something so basic yeah. that he talked about when he was at Carolina, he could just go grab a pair. Yeah, but his uh, his guys only have uh, two pair. How do you, and how and, and that was from him donating the second pair. And, and how do you how do you get there? You get there by getting to a bowl game. So right now we only got one Freedom Bowl. But most you know of the division, the division one programs that are predominantly white. They, the athletic departments don't make money. Oh, state makes money. Texas makes money. All I, but, I just said. So you try to tell me. The, but you the, gotta the, listen. At the, you gotta look at the school too, because if you're a state school, there's a certain type of funding that you get that you don't if you're not. Do you? So do you, that plays a role into it. Would you not? Would you not want to be invited to the pinstripe bowl? Sure. Okay then. So how you gonna get to the pinstripe bowl? I need to have some. I need if I can't get the blue chip guys, I need to get the the second level, the third level guy. And I'm yeah. not. And I'm not saying those guys can't be. Student first and athlete second, but they got to be good. And it's not like if you look at the NFL now, you look at where a lot of these players come from. Everybody's not coming from Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio yeah. State. You got guys from all over the place. Well, some guys don't even say the school they went to; they say they're high school. Right? There's a reason why they do that as well. You, you got so, <laughs> Delaware. I just, I just, I just feel that I feel that I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree. I just feel there has to be some give and go. So you know. If you want to go all in on one side and and don't, I guess to a degree, give on the other side, then you're going to be stuck in a particular place, and that's fine. And if you're happy to play in that in that in that arena, then by all means, be comfortable and play in that arena. But then I don't want to hear you complain about I don't have enough money for you know I don't you know I I, I can't produce what I need to produce. But then you got to 
you got to kind of get your feet dirty and play on the other side as well. That's why I say well, Let me ask y'all two questions. And that's to all three of y'all. And I think there's a fourth person here, but I don't know his name. But this is to you. Huh? Go ahead. Okay. This is to all three of y'all. Greg, Don, Asa, and the fourth person. Two questions. Do you believe that, it, that it's possible to be a student and athlete on a high level at the exact same time? With a with a large group of with a large group of athletes. Yes. yes, yes, I do too. And would you, if you were hypothetically the um, president of a school, which would you rather have? If there is one that you would rather have, would you rather have twenty multimillionaire um, engineers and um, uh, attorneys and doctors that graduated and get back, or you want twenty professional athletes? I want. Ten engineers and ten athletes. Perfect. <laughs> See, you're, you're asking I knew that. You were going to be the one to say that. You're <laughs> ask, you're ask, <laughs> I knew you were going to be the one to say that. But you're about asking the, the question. What about the other two? You're asking the question as, as as if we're the president of the university. So we have to be concerned with the whole. We got to be concerned with everybody. Right. So of course the engineers and doctors and lawyers will be great. Now as an athletic director. I want yeah, 20, I want I, I want, want twenty. 20 athletes. I want I want all <laughs> the I'm athletes. The president, I want ten because I want my ten that are out there that are engineers and so forth. As the president, to tell, people, to tell people, hey, come to the school because yeah. now I went here. But I also want the ten athletes because they have influence as well. You have influence on both sides. I, I feel I I feel it can be done. I feel that oh, also. Absolutely. And I feel I feel on. The HBCU side, just as an institution, each each individual school, they have to change their mindset on how they want to go about being in, inclusive in the NCAA and, and up in their stocks. And like I said, you see schools now realizing that there is more to be made if I get out of certain divisions or certain conferences and I align myself where, you know, I can expand and be able to attract um, different athletes or athletes that might have wound yeah. up going to Appalachian State or Kennesaw State, they would wind up coming to TSU or to North Carolina A&T or whatever the case may be. So there, there's a lot of moving parts, but I believe it can happen. Um, but, you know. Well, I, do I, you believe, you asked the question at the beginning of the uh, broadcast, do, do you think this is about to be a wave? Well, do you? If, 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 if the schools take advantage of the energy that's out there now, and the energy that's out there now, right now, right now, is you gotta, with yeah. that younger generation. You know, go, going into their freshman year, you have you you have you have people from from yeah, you, the from the community that are now talking about it. Like we're freshmen and open... sophomores are your target audience yeah. right now. If you're HBCU, juniors and seniors, by now you would have hoped okay. they've narrowed it down made a choice to already. Yeah. made a choice or whatever. So, like this young man, uh, Michael Williams. When I'm going from going eighth grade. Fr- Freshmen and sophomores yeah. is where you have to start recruiting, and not and just it and not just priority. depend on and not just depend on where your parents your parents your parents happen to go to FAMU, and so FAMU expects the parents to go ahead and, and convince the, ch- the the child to go to FAMU. I believe HBCU has to. Has well, to, no, you know those parents that are not some when they go to FAMU. If, if I'm just using uh, for an example, you but know what I'm saying, saying yeah. if you went to FAMU. But your child is getting letters from Ohio State, USC, Clemson, Alabama, Auburn. Are you really pushing them to go to Florida State? You're not. I mean, Florida A&M. I mean, Florida Florida A&M. Thank you. I I, I would say say FAMU is thinking that that's what you're doing. 
because you got the tradition, you know, and we just using FAMU. It can right. be any 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 HBCU. But they, in my opinion, on the outside looking in, that they depend on tradition more than they depend on boots in the ground and going out there and, and making sure. They take it in for granted in other correct, words. Correct, correct, yes, yes. Well, I'm going to tell you what I would like to see happen because I saw it happen right in front of me. Kevin Johnson, who used to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Phoenix Suns, and then yeah. he became mayor of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to Morehouse. But when I was there, when I was at Morehouse, Kevin was putting three dudes through Morehouse. At least three, might have been four, but three for sure. So my thing is, you know, whether these guys go to um, Ohio State or Texas and they go one year and then they hit the pros, you don't, you're not necessarily obligated to donate all your money back to the school that gave you the boost. Go and send some money down to the, to the and, HPCU and, so and they can build up their facility. And that's and that's what and that's what we're seeing. Like I said, you see, you know, that's again. like um, the Vanderbilt wide receiver yeah. CJ Bowler, who is uh, now going to go to Alcorn State. Is that right? Yep. So you 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 see that was gossip. Nope. You so you 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 see HBCUs are 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 reaching out to guys that have been pros and are bringing them to the fold. You know to come come coach and 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 come and 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 give them a chance to be a coach on you know at where they didn't get a chance anywhere else. And so that's going to also help when it's time to recruit. You know I can go into your to, to your living room and be like, yeah, I played 11 years in the NBA. Oh, I played, you know, yeah, ten well, years man. in the NFL. You know, so come, come with me if you want to get there. I can, I can get you. I can show you the pointers that can get you there. And I'm genuine about it. You know what I mean? I'm just not a factory that's pushing people through. And then, you know, hopefully again, the D ones help out because their head coaches are sticking their foot in their mouths and continue to do so. And so now it brings to light, you know, which should, should I go? You know. Appreciate you calling in, man, as always. I got a question about a future broadcast. Should I send it to your email? Because I wanted to know if you guys would be open at some point to talk about what does it really cost to build, uh, facility-wise, facility-wise, to build a top-notch athletic program at any university. I'd like you to do a broadcast on it because y'all have that much time. You definitely got some sense. <laughs> well, let's do that next well, th- week. Thank you for saying we got some I sense. I know, right? <laughs> well, one of us, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something y'all be? <laughs> yeah, put that right in there. Is that something that y'all would be? As, as you can tell, sometimes you don't respond to foods because then you're foolish. So yes, we will do that next week. How about yes, that? Sir. Give, me, give me your give me your email address on the air, and D- I'll, I'll send you the questions and tell me if that's something you want to put together. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail dot com. Okay. All right, appreciate it, man. All right, man, have a good hey, one. I like y'all broadcast. I really do. I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> yes, right, sir. Thank you. Uh, we're still sticking with college football. Yeah. So Utah, uh, their uh, defense coordinator got suspended. We saw <laughs> Clemson's uh, Dabo. One of, yeah, Dabo being insensitive, and uh, that was one his, of his assistants. One of his assistants. No, he was insensitive though. Dabo was. Well, yeah. He, well, yeah. yeah he. Okay, so and, uh, and one of his assistants used the N word uh, a couple of years ago. Um, who was? Who else was it? Oh, Florida State's. Um, Coach saying that he individually talked to each player, but he sent a mass, sent text, a mass text and <laughs> then had conversations. Uh, it's it's surprising now the landscape of all of these former assistant coaches and now current coaches being called to the carpet to where the athletes have they've been empowered now more so like the NBA. These football players, and we'll get to the NFL a second, but. College football players now 
are empowered to where uh, the one in Florida State was like, we're not practicing until this is resolved mm -hmm. because he's the captain of the team. I, I, I earn you your $6 million a year. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not hard. It's, it's simple. It's simple math. If I don't just go back to Missouri a few years ago when they were trying to get rid of their AD, they were like, we're not coming to the bus right. to even go to the game. So you want to forfeit the game and all the money he's about to make playing Arkansas or whoever, or you get rid of him. And 12 hours later, he's out the he's door. Gone. Right. So but that, you know, that was the school president, actually. Oh, my bad. The school president. <laughs> the, so the same same situa situation. The school yeah, president. Yeah. So you yeah. know, it's but that kind of the media didn't focus so hard on it because you don't they didn't you don't want to make people's eyes open up to see how much power they actually have. You know what I mean? So you look now on how much power players have with no sports. Right. So the question comes up now: Do you do do they wouldn't have the same power? Sad to say, if things were going on no, no, the normal yeah because people are distracted but, people aren't able to, to and focus. that's why last week we were, I brought this up should the NBA sit out when they come back and now there has been repeated shout out to um, Terrell on uh, Hip Hop's 1987 and everything yeah. and for getting was, Dwight Howard's comment on it yeah. and he said yes yeah. like if things are not where they need to be at that point yes I will be prepared not to play, and I have, and and I, my that's the reason why I was so upset you, with the Clippers because. But they, last week you said no because the NBA. In, well, I, in I was to the NBA. I was giving NBA a pass because, pass NBA, because NBA does a whole, a whole lot, lot more. more. They they don't have to they don't have to prove to me what now, they're the, about. The one thing too that though the NBA has told their players to stand for the national anthem. That, yeah, that's me. already in the rules that's that you have to rule. stand. So now, what will the NBA do if a player chooses to kneel? I don't well, think that they'll do anything. Even though it's in the rules, I, I don't think that Adam Silver will do anything. I think he, like, Silver allows the players to express themselves. Just, it yeah. is a player's league. When the all, when it's in, like, the whole league wore the I Can't Breathe shirts, that's actually, like, um, they could be fined for that because it's, it's not related to their team or to the NBA. Right. But... He took it. He he understood the context of it. Like, okay, I know why they're wearing the shirts, and we're not going to find them because this is bigger than basketball, right? But so again, because he can look at it that way, so you don't think that he'll if they kneel, if they kneel, it it can't just be one guy yeah. or right. or one or two players. It has so to be, it can't be a, a lot of players doing it. It can't be uh, Makdu Aru Raouf, who was formerly known as well, Chris Jackson. At, at, he got blackballed out of yeah, the league yeah. because Without, he chose to. But if or, it was like and then he, uh, 30 of them, <laughs> 30 Chris Jacksons or Mahmoud's well, like, all it takes is two, sitting but, down. You know what? Actually, all it takes is like two. But all it, it takes is a, an AD to do it, a LeBron to do it, if it's, a Kawhi to do it. But here's, you know, here's the reason why I don't think NBA players would go that route. Back to what Greg was saying. The league has given, the league has met them halfway. You know what I mean? The league has has embraced them on everything else. So sometimes, and when you're having these discussions and these and this 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 back and forth, there's a compromise. You know what I mean? So you know you don't get everything that you want, but I've given you, not say given, but we've agreed upon the parameters in which you know we need to have things work out a certain kind of way. So one of those things is saying, you know what? Because the because the kneeling have been taken to 
taken in two different directions and been polarized for all the wrong reasons. How about we just go ahead and stand, but you can do whatever else you, you feel fit, you know, to get your point across. And so like not playing at all. And 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 if that <laughs> so, and, and, so and if it comes to hold that, just and, don't even and, play. Yeah, and if it comes to that, which which one's more powerful, taking a knee or not mm-hmm. showing up on Friday night for, yeah. for 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 TV and everybody's money on the line? I I, I, I I'll go with option B. I, I I would be curious to see where the country is on July 31st when the first games are supposed to be played for the NBA, and if things aren't better or certain uh, injustices aren't haven't been righted or certain people in power can't shut up <laughs> well, regardless, you, that, <laughs> you regardless know. of that but yeah. yeah certain things that haven't been reforms haven't been put in place or whatever the, the case is I I got a feeling that they won't do it I, I just don't I think that the concern is we want to play and provide a distraction and it will be a distraction from what is going on, and in that case, you're not, you're still not getting yeah. that point across. Yeah, but they also have an opportunity. Like I said, I think NBA. I don't want to see no more T-shirts. Well, I, I'm with you. I'm just saying I think the NBA has has has. Proven. And I'm not saying it as a a Jay Z, we beyond kneeling, which I understood Jay's point was. It's, as he said, it's not the kneeling. That's, I'm okay with that, but what are we going to do next? How are we going to continue to bring about this change? So seeing the T-shirts again, it needs to be something more but, than seeing the T-shirts I, it, again. I mean, it can still be something during the games yeah. when Free they're game. warming up or whatever yeah. because it, there still needs to be awareness. Awareness, brought. yeah. And I, but I, I understand what you're saying. There, there needs to be some action behind that. Yeah. But I, again, I, I believe, I still believe the Because NBA, they can go get the t-shirts. They just had them about five years ago. I'm sure most of them can still fit them. They, no. still they can get them. They can, or they can get new ones. They had the, they had shirts know, within like five minutes. So, I, I mean, I just think they can know, get more but shirts. I'm saying, I, it, I, think, I think the NBA. Something else. I think the NBA has, has more than proven that they stand for the cause, support the cause, and give a platform for the cause and put their money where their mouth is behind the scenes for the cause. You know what I mean? So, I... I, I I'm, well, what about the NFL then? So, <laughs> starting with Drew Brees and his, of course, his initial statement of saying, you know, I'll never basically accept anyone who won't stand for it. Of course, he's backtracked. Well, he's... He's... He's talked done, to several players. He's done it all. He, he's his like... Wife, his wife even talking about, we sorry. Right, yeah. Everybody's so, sorry. He got it now is that, you know, he just, he was clueless. He, all he saw was, it was selfish. It was like, well, I wouldn't do this without seeing someone else's plight. And once that was made aware to him, he immediately took action when Trump said, you know, you know, he, before a tweet had liked Drew Brees and whatever else. And he mentioned that no kneeling and immediately within an hour, he immediately replied back and said, hey, it was never about the flag. It's about the black community, the injustice that's going on, and the police brutality that is going on against all races, as we see with the 75-year-old man who got pushed down and started head, bleeding. Head yeah, right. So, you know, yes, it's, you know, primarily against black, but it's police brutality against everyone. So earlier in the show, we talked about, you know, what the NHL, what NASCAR, um, what, what PGA golf can do. And I mentioned that these, those three we talked about, also have to be very, very careful on how they 
word and what they say because their history not too long ago is great when it comes to diversity and in inclusive and being inclusive and things of that nature. America's history. So you get the Drew Brees talking about his grandfather and, you know, and respect and all that kind of stuff. He has just eliminated the other half of that same history. So you had two men that went to war and would come back home. One would come back to a hero's welcome, get a loan, you one, know, one was one couldn't get anything. Can get whatever he wanted. You know, get whatever he needed. They buy a house, buy a car, some business. Blacks never even got medals. Either. Cre cre create. A it wasn't until a lot of them unfortunately passed away that they were retroing receiving well, their medals. I'm not even worrying about medals. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Not no, even no. just. No, no. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, even coming back to something it, that's. I'm gonna make it worse uh, Economic situation, I'm, whatever. You didn't even get a, a medal saying thank you for a lot of. No, them. you know what they got. They got the Tuskegee experiment. They got tested for measles. They got tested for whatever, whatever, whatever known pandemic at the <laughs> time was. They got tested on. So him being clueless is I'm not even giving him that excuse. You too smart not to know history. You too smart to read. But what is taught in history though? You're too smart. Well, it was like Donald said, like he what was selfish. He, he's selfish. Well, that's fine. That's, I would rather use. I, selfish is fine, but I'm not giving clueless. He was to, clueless. to a smart person. They're not clueless. They are. Clueless. They choose Others. to be dumb, but they're not <laughs> clueless. It's a choice. Which is worse, his um, what he said or what Jake Fromm mentioned about uh, in a private conversation about elite white people uh, being all the only ones that should have guns. Prom and elite should never be in the same <laughs> in any context. In any context. <laughs> well, we just talked to somebody talking about whether or not the school was was about being a student or about being an athlete. We quite know at Georgia. Now you see why Justin Fields left. <laughs> <laughs> now we know no now, and we also know why. What I'm gonna get the hate mail from Georgia, but they were about athlete and not about student. <laughs> And it's, there's no way, you know what I mean, you go into a higher learning institution and then you come out and say something that stupid. Even in a private conversation. That, and that's the thing. A lot of people right now are being called to the carpet in business. What is it? Uh, the Panthers, South Carolina, North Carolina State is all pulled out of um, CI. PSI? PSI? Is it a security or? Whatever security firm. Whatever security firm, yeah, yeah. right, because of. <laughs> They're racist. Minnesota remarks. has done the same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. They've, uh, they're not even using the cops. No. Minnesota. Right, like, I, well, I mean, actually, the WNBA started that uh, a yeah. couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now. They pulled the, out because of. The Philadelphia. Uh, two years ago. Philando um, Castile. Philando Castile. So that was two yeah. years ago mm -hmm. that they had started using them at the WNBA mm -hmm. level. So, yeah, people are being called they to the court for the stuff. Right. They do. They were right. They were right. And. You know, looking at the NFL, it was interesting how the whole montage was put together with Saquon Barkley, the rest of the players, especially they are saying it's key because Patrick Mahomes was on there. Here's the face of the NFL now, uh, uh, MVP, the Super Bowl, recent Super Bowl champ and MVP, making a statement. Days ago. Right. Making a, a statement in that regard. The, the NFL is, they, they think of Patrick Mahomes differently. They're like in that whatever article or quote came out, they said that the NFL had to act quickly because they saw Patrick Mahomes in that video. They thought, they think of Patrick Mahomes as not as black. Yeah. Right. That's problematic. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Correct. And because you can see Roger Goodell immediately, basically responding, was less than 12 hours, roughly, immediately responding back to pretty much everything that they wanted him to mention. That Black Lives Matter, that, you know, they can peacefully protest without repercussions. All of those things that he immediately responded to with only talking to a few of the owners. And we got to remind people that he works for the other 30 plus owners. And so what only having talked to a handful of them and then releasing that, well, part that, of- that, that says a lot about, once again, the power that the athletes have now. Mm-hmm. And the changing culture that is taking place right now. Well, what people also got to realize, he works for the owners. So one of his jobs is to protect the owners. So if you see something coming downhill, I don't care if I haven't talked to you. I, I, my job is to protect only, you. My job is to protect you from yourself. What's well, the only owner that's come out is the Jaguars, right? Oh, I didn't know any owners had said anything. Nothing. I know right. some. I, I some. There was a report that some were shocked. That Goodell made that video. Yeah. Well, we know who probably is the shock. Jerry is one. Well, I mean, you no. Know, I mean, I mean, you got Jerry. I mean, their organizations you got, you have got, released stuff. You got Elway. You got uh. You yeah. Know, El- well, Elway. Not, Elway no. had to say he had to. He yeah. came out and said something. Oh, I don't Elway. know what he said, but he had to come out and say something, especially after his coach uh, said what he said. said. What he said. <laughs> right. Talking about he doesn't see racism. He meant that he didn't see racism in the locker room. Anyway, that's uh, okay. But yet, still, but yet still, your boy <laughs> Shanahan said that, you know, well, hey, we only have four black head coaches, coaches and two GMs. Two GMs. Yeah. So, and why, why in this are long, we... In this long history of the league. And again, why did we just discuss on calls a month ago about incentives for hiring GMs and coaches yeah. if it wasn't a problem? problem? Yeah. So, it's... But it's a good start by the NFL. I never thought I would see the day that I am more. <laughs> I, I am more of shut up, and 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 you you still haven't earned the right to speak as of right now because four years ago. So would you rather just say nothing? I know I rather somebody else say something for them that saying you know what the NFL has donated X amount of money to whatever community or whatever. I don't want they the did, NFL. They did. Um, I don't want say, the NFL talking right now. They don't, they haven't earned the right, in my opinion, to be talking right now. They did say players to talk all they want. Oh, well, Owners, eighty million they were donating no. to. That's true. Whatever coalition the players <sighs> yes, are part right. of yeah. from a few yes, years ago. They did. They, they okay, are, that's all, doing another. That's all they should say. We wrote a check. Shut up. You haven't earned. That was right four to... years ago, though. I don't know what that money was spent on, but it, it no, was... they said they they've done another eighty million. They re oh, Okay, that's the reason why I don't want to hear nothing from them right now. I don't, this, they're talking about whether or not I believe you and your actions or whatever. I believe the NHL. I believe NASCAR. I believe PGA because I can I can cite in these last ten years or so that they've done stuff. Maybe not all the way, maybe but they have done stuff. These last four years, last eight years, last twelve years, NFL hasn't done squat. If if uh, I, I well I don't think it would eradicate everything, but if Kaepernick miraculously gets signed. Before the season starts, does that change? No, he anything? should he should not have and, a job and, before Cam Newton gets one. Not sure. Uh, he should not, yeah. uh, because it's going to send a message of this is just a PR mm-hmm. move. Cam, then, Cam, I mean, not saying he shouldn't be. If Cam, if Cap wants to play again, all well and fine, find him a job with it. But I don't see why he should have one before Cam Newton gets one, because that's putting. 
a black quarterback in the same situation again. It's saying that, you know, all quarterbacks can come back from injury. Roethlisberger has come back. He immediately had a job, right? Never lost his job. Never lost his job, right. So why can't a former MVP, National Football League MVP, led a team to a Super Bowl, what did it go, 15-1 that year? Yeah. He's coming off an injury like and anybody you, else would be coming off an injury. you telling me he fell off the cliff that bad? That bad? Nah. But that's a different situation. Only because new coach. But if, but if, but if new I'm coach. sending the same if, message. It's sending the same if, wrong if, message. If, if Rivera was still the coach, Newton would be the quarterback when he got back. Newton should be the quarterback with the new coach. New coach. It's, it, don't, <laughs> it don't always work like that. I know. I get it. But you said, in their case... In their case, they had six weeks to see what they had who, going up. Who would want? Who <laughs> wouldn't want a league MVP and the face of the franchise and the face of the and franchise the face of Carolina. not wanting to come back? Who wouldn't want that? So, in other words, you're saying in that situation, Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, a new coach comes into Pittsburgh, he's not going to tell Ben he still got his job. Ben, ben at age 36, 37. That, that coach, ben has that job, and no, you know it. That coach owes nothing. A new nothing. coach comes in. He owes nothing to a 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, that but new coach. Cam ain't but 37, Cam, right. Cam 30. The new coach doesn't owe Cam anything. Cam, yes, you do. You, <laughs> you, you a you new see coach. What, okay. So the new coach, you, you rather have. But like, it's, like, it's just like when the new GM is hired. When a, when a team hires a new GM and the coach is still there, that coach is on his way out. We're we're not talking about Cam Newton as if he's thirty-seven uh, Fitzpatrick or even Fitzpatrick. We're talking about again. Fitzpatrick don't hang around for more than a two, three years. MVP, someone who has led a team to a Super Bowl, who is the face of the franchise. It's your job until you prove you can't throw the football. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. When Green Bay was going through their hurrah with uh, Favre and Rodgers. Rightfully so, you had a young superstar ready to roll and an aging Favre that was trying to hold on to whatever. What did what did Green Bay do? What did Green Bay do? No, they what did Green Bay do? They went to Rodgers, but that was a different reason because no, 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 Favre no. was like, "I'm going to no. retire. No, I'm going to come back. No, I'm going to retire. No, I'm going to come back." They're tired of him flip flopping. How long did they let Favre do that? He did that for three years. Okay then. How old, Favre wasn't thirty years old when he was doing this. I mean that it's it, it, that's it's a different situation. No, it's, when you die, Newton then, wasn't threatening to retire. No, so keep keep on keep on making my case stronger for Newton to still be in Carolina. He wasn't he wasn't a distraction. If he, he if he was threatening to be if he was still there, and he wasn't old. If he was still if he, he was still no there help. with a no new help. coach, if he was still there with the new coach, great. But I think they moved on from him because. That coach did not want him. And you had seven or eight games before this year out to realize you didn't even have a backup. You thought old boy was all. Um, yeah, he had a couple of good games. The first two, because we, we, got, figured we got tape on him. Well, and also he realized that Cam was doing it with nobody to throw to. Yeah. All he had, well, all he McCaffrey. had was McCaffrey, and that's it. And Olsen. And they turned around and gave And McCaffrey. Olsen was hurt. And they, and they turned around and gave McCaffrey. McCaffrey. The bank. And in, 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 in the <laughs> NFL now, running backs are devalued. <laughs> and they gave, gave McCaffrey a quarterback contract. H- help me out here. H- help me out. Help me out all the way around. The new I- coach didn't want him. Okay. All right. That's fine. 
to play devil's advocate, he kind of has a point. Like, think about college. When they, a new coach comes in, he's like, I got to get my quarterback. That's college. That's co- the pros. You only and the pros have worked the same that's, way. Yeah, that's, 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 like I said, with a, a GM, right? GM comes in, he wants to hire his own coach. Cardinals, look at that. The them. GM and coach normally come in at the same time. Okay, but if the coach is Mike Tomlin, do you think he's going to be gone? If if Mike Tomlin was the coach in Carolina, no, no, so or if he came, he came in GM. as the coach. No, Mike Tomlin is the coach in Pittsburgh. They get a new GM. You think they're gonna fire Mike Tomlin? They, they no, might go try. They yes, might. no, yes, like, no. But in Pittsburgh, but the thing is, in Pittsburgh, that's not what they do. Pittsburgh don't fire coaches. That's not what they do. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You got, you need to pick another team. They've had three coaches in my lifetime. You have a great stable. Okay, the whole history, three coaches. You got to pick another team. Who has a, a great legendary about co- Bill Belichick? New GM comes in, they're gonna fire Bill He's Belichick. He's a GM. I'm just saying. If <laughs> Pick he, another team. So no, Robert Kraft <laughs> brings in a GM. Is he gonna get rid of Belichick? No, Belichick walking. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would. Th- I would see that before but, they. But, won't listen no, no, to no, no. But I'm, I'm, you I'm, don't no. get rid of somebody who is proving themselves. Because Jerry you can't came go, in. You Jerry can't bought the team and fired Tom Landry first day. That's Jerry Jones. You talking about a one-off situation? You don't come in and fire. That is the, the situation we're talking about. Hold on, hold on, That's exactly what we're talking about. But 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 with that with Jerry Jones and Tom Landry, we everybody knew Tom Landry had already ran his course. You you're trying to tell me in this scenario, Jerry also got they with Jimmy Johnson. That but the, so that the issue was they didn't like let Tom Landry retire. Yeah. He fired him. He had to. There is no graciousness. With, it, with, with a team that already bought And that's the same thing they, with Cam Newton. There how? was nothing gracious about it. How? They let him go. I guess. I, I guess. They I, unceremoniously I, let I, him go. I, I, but I, said, I put it this way. The problem with Carolina was they didn't come out and say, you know what? We're doing a fire sale. You know, we we, we rebuilding. It's, it's, we starting from scratch. And, and what you do is for your franchise quarterback and your franchise person in your community, you do him right and make sure he lands somewhere, you know what I mean, where he can, he can continue on. You do not let but go. You, you don't get rid of someone who has all the potentials and all the making. It's not like quarterbacks come a dime a dozen at well, this I, I don't play devil's advocate. Why, why your Bears ain't take him? <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles. <laughs> we, they, would, they, they, they still, they they, still might they pay still Mitch. Might, they still might. They still might pay Mitch. Because of Mitch. <laughs> Oh, before we get out of here, WNBA, they're going to have a 20 game, 22 game regular season starting July 24. So down from 36 down to 24. I like you, WNBA, but we'll probably miss the season. How? 22 games? Yeah. By the time we turn in, it'll be game 15. <laughs> no, not if they start July 24. Well, they're going to start right with the. They'll be down in they'll Florida, too. They'll be down in Florida. Oh, everybody too. catching the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the Olympics where they all where they are all together at the complex. Oh, I don't, probably don't want to bring no significant others down there. Um, <laughs> I do like that basketball when they did the uh, TikTok thing. <laughs> you find DNA Sports Talk on uh, Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, reach us directly, DNA Sports Talk at Gmail, website www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday on WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace.
table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.